0: Welcome to another episode of Imi's Insight. It's your host, Imi, and today's episode is just gonna be a chat about lockdown, coping with lockdown, and kind of a bit of a life update and how I've been going myself in lockdown and just like some of the tips I use um, to make the most of it, but also to you know survive when it gets mentally tough. So yesterday I put an Instagram story up with a little um, question box just asking you guys what type of content you'd be interested um, to see on the podcast, or what ideas you'd like me to talk about, and some of them were just like life update, or just talk about anything, and I was really surprised that people were keen on just anything, and it made me feel quite motivated to um, podcast, and I also got heaps of other really cool ideas that I definitely want to get into, but it'll need a little bit more research, but I wanted to do this episode because, ah, uh, lockdown, so lockdown is obviously a really tough time. The isolation, the drastic change from what we're used to. And yeah, like I do want to say like I am very grateful for um my health and my family, and I have been very blessed to have a great situation on lockdown being at home with my family, having um, supportive parents, being able to train, and living in an area where, although I am in a hotspot LGA, like I live near parks and stuff like that. So, I'm definitely very grateful to be in a good situation. And, like, we've got social media, we've got the internet, so we can connect with friends, um, we can study online. So, like, I am very lucky, don't get me wrong, but there's no denying that lockdown is a hard time um, coping with just the, it is, uh, okay, let me just get into my experience. So I explained a lot in a few YouTube videos earlier on in lockdown. I honestly really enjoyed it. And for me, it was just a necessary break. I was so burnt out from just overworking and doing too much. I just took on way more than a human can manage or at least that I could cope with. And I was so exhausted and stressed like most of the time physically, but also mentally. So when lockdown happened, although at first I was obviously extremely disappointed, um, I ended up really relishing in the fact that I could catch up on sleep. I could train without being fatigued. I could have a break from everything. So it was so rejuvenating for me and I used the time I was so motivated to you know do lots of projects make heaps of videos make different podcasts Um, not that I've podcasted much but (laughs) that's just another story but just like you know do lots of things that I didn't normally have time for but also have lots of downtime that I hadn't had time for read books that I loved and I or new books even that I just hadn't had time to have that downtime have baths again all of that stuff that I I've been very annoying about on my YouTube, but um, just, yeah, just doing all that downtime and me time stuff, as well as projects that I was interested in. So, yeah, the first few weeks of lockdown were just great for me, and I still consider myself really lucky, um, but the last few recent weeks of lockdown, so this is the first day of week 13, I really found mentally tough, and even I had this chat with my mum. we just felt like... Really like dampened mood wise and flat, like really just flat. That's just the perfect word to describe the like how we felt. Um, and you could just kind of feel it the sense of it, like from our family, like all of us kind of like hit a slump. And I was walking with um, my friend Livy, who's in my LGA. Um, we've been seeing each other a lot, and she's like my only friend that lives near me. All my friends are in the Shire, and because we're in a um, restricted LGA because it was a hot spot, is a hot spot. we can't leave our LGA and so I've been really lucky to have a close friend in my LGA though, don't get me wrong, um, but we were going for a few walks um, regularly and we had a chat in I think week 12 or maybe 11 where we both just felt lockdown so much more, like it just suddenly felt really heavy and we both have talked about the positives of lockdown for us and things we've enjoyed and um, and we've both been grateful, but we've also both been aware that the social isolation is not healthy long-term. And we really, I don't know what, if this was like a universal thing, but really feeling the like heaviness of lockdown around the week 11, 12 mark, it just like hit hard. Um, But yeah, so the last few weeks I kind of was hit heavier. I just felt really isolated and I'm a very I'm a very um, overthinking type of person. I will overanalyze and overthink everything and I try not to and the worst thing for someone who overthinks and can kind of be consumed by their like mind is being isolated. So the last few weeks for me, I felt like I was spiraling a bit. I felt like I was, everything was building up so much in my head, like all my worries and thoughts things that I felt completely fine about that I had worried about in the past kind of like resurfaced for me. And I felt like I was going through another quarter-life crisis where I was like, when I say quarter-life crisis, um, I am someone who like has had my fair share of quarter-life crises. just the whole, and I think this is like a normal thing in your, from when you finish high school to like all through your early twenties, where you're like, what am I? (laughs) Who am I? Like, who do I want to be? This is when I'm supposed to be deciding my future. And it's such a difficult time. And I call it a quarter life crisis time, especially for myself, because I will have moments where I'm so unsure of myself. And I feel like lockdown really brought that on for me. So yeah, in the past, I've been like, I don't know what I want to do um, when I grow up <laughs> per se, but I have also like really found my passions and gone through phases where I'm like, yes, I feel like I'm doing the right things. I love my work. I love where I'm at. But then I go through phases where I'm like, what like, do I want from life? Um, and yeah, so lockdown really brought that kind of spiral on for me where I just felt really lost. And I was like, who am I? What is my why? And I don't know why it brought it on, but it was a bit stressful and I felt quite consumed by those thoughts like regularly for a couple of days and something that has been ongoing for me um, ever since I started um, studying at university I had no idea what degree to choose so when I got my ATAR and um, because it was the highest in my school I got an email from Sydney Uni saying like you can get into all of these courses and there was just a list of like so many courses because you were like ducks of your school um, and you got like 98 ATAR and I literally just didn't know what to do and I felt so overwhelmed and so stressed that I literally didn't go to uni the first year of school just because I didn't know what to do and I still didn't know what to do the year after and that's why I chose the degree that I'm studying now and I partly chose it because Yes, I'm interested in exercise science and the body, um, but I also knew like I could go into different pathways from that degree, like a master's in teaching if I wanted to go down that path, or a master's in nutrition and dietetics, which is definitely the path I want to go down now. Although a lot of degrees um, don't, like my undergraduate degree is not a pathway into a master's in dietetics, unfortunately, for a lot of universities anymore. And there's a lot of prerequisites you have to cover, um, which I'm hoping to do as elective. So I am kind of really anxious about that now. And anyway, I was, that was just my context to explain the spiral I was going down. I just was like, I want to do this. I don't know if I can anymore. I should have. And then I was like, yes, I definitely want to do this. And then I felt so guilty for not just picking that as soon as I finished school and just doing it straight away. But I tried to like be rational and talk to myself and say but you had no idea back then like you can't be mad about something you didn't know back then like you've only decided um, through like your study so far and what you've enjoyed and learning and anyway so ever since I started my degree I always like I literally had a meeting with um, someone at the start of my degree saying I want to do a masters in either teaching or nutrition dietetics and I thought by now I would know what I'd want to do and I do now but a few weeks ago when I was spiraling I was so confused and I literally spent about do you know what I don't know how long it was because like I lost the concept of time in that period of lockdown. I spent like every waking hour stressing about like which one do I go down the path for because it's going to be a long period of my life where I'm working. And I kid you not, I watched that many like day in the life videos on YouTube to try and like suss out what my life might look like if I went down whichever career path. And I looked at so many different unis, the fees, the courses for a master's program. And um, anyway, I was so like, consumed. I just felt really lost um, with who I was. And I go through these phases every now and then when things aren't going great in life. Like, for example, if training's not going well, if I don't enjoy work, if I'm tired, like if if things are going great and I'm like loving work, loving training, loving my friends, and I'm like, yes, this is it. I'm so like, I'm living the life I want to live. I'm on the right path, which makes sense. Like it's so normal to feel really like lost and not sure of yourself if things don't feel great for you at that time. And that's kind of life. Like, you know, you're never going to feel great all of the time you're gonna have periods where you have these crises or like unsureness of yourself and bad times and like as cliche as it is you would never know the good times if you didn't have bad times so like I know that life fluctuates and like there's never you're never gonna like good times are never gonna 100% last they're always gonna come back but they're not gonna be you know your life 100% of the time and as much as that sucks it's also really nice to know because that means bad times don't last either and you have to have that balance and that's just life that is just life Um, so I recently kind of just after my like spiral which I'm not saying it just like ended and I was like over it I had to pull myself out of that and try really hard to you know actually talk to my friends whether that be like calling them or texting and actually start doing things again because I didn't do things I enjoyed like I mean I was still training every day but I didn't do the things that were like you know like doing YouTube videos or things I enjoy doing recording a podcast I just kind of would train every day do the uni work I had to and then feel like I had all this free time and feel guilty about it and feel guilty that oh one of the things I felt so stressed about I'm filming a YouTube video at the moment so I'm trying to like not Repeat things, but then I'm like, wait, I haven't said this yet in the podcast that was on the YouTube video. Oh. So, one of the things in my spiral was I just felt so incredibly guilty about studying part time uni this semester because of being on lockdown, which I didn't intend to do on lockdown. Basically, last semester, I was, it was too much. I did full time uni, I was running a business, and I would literally turn up to training so exhausted because I was running off next to no sleep. There were a few weeks last uni semester where I worked every single day of the week and boy, like mental health and physical health ain't here for that. So to manage, I was like, I'm going to go part-time this semester at uni. And so I enrolled in two subjects out of four and then lockdown happened. And i did not realize how long lockdown would be for. So I assumed it'd be like four weeks of the uni semester. And here we are in week seven of the uni semester, still on lockdown. And I felt so guilty the last few weeks. I just had this incredible like, ugh, anger with myself and just guilt. I would wake up in the night feeling just so awful and like angry with myself for not utilizing this time where I had to study without having it being like extremely stressful for myself or extremely taxing because I know you know when lockdown ends and I'm going to be studying and working and training with the squad again it's going to be more difficult than when I have all this time and I felt so guilty and I just I tried to remind myself um, that you know like it's out of my control now I can't enroll in subjects it's too late just use the time you have to make more content and have more free time And I just felt so annoyed. I was like, I need this time interspersed with the stress of life when everything's back to normal. And I started to get quite worried about like, am I going to cope when lockdown ends with everything again? And I think the last few days I've just really tried to be more rational with myself and get out of that mindset. And that's kind of why I wanted to make this episode to talk about getting back on track, what that means for me and like kind of my tips to how I've been like coping on the good days in lockdown and like how I've been avoiding this like spiral for the most part. And I say for the most part, because this is the fourth month, like the beginning of the fourth month lockdown. And I only had that like really bad spiral for like the last three weeks. So for the most part, I really tried to make the most of lockdown. So I wanted to share my tips on how I have survived I don't like using the word survive because it makes it sound like it's like really traumatic or difficult, but it is like a little survival guide um, to cope because I know it is a really hard time for mental health for a lot of people. And like, I know I love my family and I'm really blessed, but there are a lot of mental health illnesses in my family. And that has been really, um, you know, traumatic to deal with on lockdown. And I can only imagine how intense it must be in some other families where you know they might not have um, someone to talk to all the time so like I'm definitely someone who's acknowledges like lockdown although we are all very lucky we have good health Um, well I don't want to say we collectively because someone might be listening to this with COVID but for the most part the people that I'm close with they have good health we're very blessed um, but it doesn't mean you're you know, immune to the mental health. I don't want to say illnesses because it's not necessarily getting an illness, but just like poor mental health during lockdown because mental health is something that fluctuates just like your mood, just like life. Okay, before I jump into my lockdown tips, I feel like I didn't finish what I was just saying about um, deciding to, not deciding to, but helping myself uh, stop feeling guilty about um, doing part-time uni. So some of the things that I've just had to tell myself is, first of all, it's completely not my fault. I had no idea that lockdown was going to be this bloody long. So I had, that was out of my control. Second of all, I, now that I know the masters that I'm really, really hoping to do, I don't want to jinx myself. I need to do certain prerequisites, um, prerequisite subjects, and I have four elective subjects left to take. And I have four prerequisite subjects that I have to complete. And I probably wouldn't have picked those if I had chosen one of those to do this semester, Um, which means I may not have been able to meet all my prerequisites. I don't want to like jinx myself because I still haven't. I need to. It's just like my dream. Um, So I really hope it works out. But yeah, so that I'm kind of glad about now that I know what I yeah, like yeah, that would have been really bad if I picked a random subject and then I had to meet four prerequisites as part of my undergraduate degree and then I couldn't do it because I just, yeah. So that's something I'm actually really relieved that I didn't do another subject for that reason. Although the subjects that I have to do would have been, are going to be hard and it would have been nice to do one this semester, but there's no point dwelling on it and feeling bad about it because, you know, worry just strains life it doesn't bring any good and um, and then I also was just glad that I actually used this time to decide what I feel like I want to like where I want to go like I know what I want to do now and I feel a lot more solid about that in my head so that's kind of been helping me just like get over the feelings of really the really guilty feelings that were plaguing my mind but anywho let's get on to a more fun topic. That was my little life update. Sorry that it was a bit negative. I do want to add, I should should say that that spiral has definitely um, dissipated a lot. I've really worked the last few days on just like getting back into the routine that I was in and I didn't break routine before at all. I just kind of like felt quite lost in the in-between times and um, wasn't making the most of my days. So I have really like, Definitely gotten back on track for me with, you know, doing projects and like getting things done and trying to feel like I'm using my time more. And yeah, that's why I want to get onto my tips to getting back on track. So, first of all, getting back on track is going to mean something very different for everyone else. For me, I mean like getting back to getting up, being so pumped to, you know, create some type of content in the day. I say this like I'm like a legit like social media person that's I'm not like I that's not my job (laughs) I just I feel I just feel like I'm doing something more for my like business and I enjoy it and I do want to keep creating content and building my like online presence and I feel like I'm using, like it's something I enjoy doing and I tried to do while I was really busy in the past and it was just so overwhelming to add that extra element onto my like my plate. <laughs> so for me, getting back on track is using all the in-between time to like be creative. Like whether that is like cool video ideas I wanna make or workouts um, or like writing ebook workouts or making podcasts, like really trying my best to, be creative and enjoy doing that Um, and then you know enjoying my training yeah just like getting back on track with enjoying and using my time rather than I guess feeling really like lost but I know that getting back on track for other people might mean very different things for a lot of people I know that it means training again Um, I know a lot of my clients for my PT clients have told me that they just haven't done any training um and it might be eating better for some people like getting back on track might just mean yeah like fueling your body better eating more nourishing foods having three healthy meals a day rather than just like kind of grazing on snacks all day because you know you're just home all day it might mean you know working more again it might mean lots of different things for different people and I think these tips can help with whatever it may mean for you with getting back on track. So lockdown survival tips. This doesn't just apply to lockdown. A few of these are things I just use to survive normally just to make my life um, more organized, less stressful and more productive and the first one is something that I do every day regardless of if we're in lockdown or not and that is writing a to-do list every day. I know that this probably sounds like so basic and so oversaid, but I started doing this when I was in like year 11, maybe year 10, probably year 11. And that is what helped me so much with managing just life, especially when you're a student. And so like in high school, when you got to those senior years and the workload suddenly was like, well, what is this? Having a to-do list is what allowed me to actually be mentally sane and do really well as well at school because there's so much work how are you meant to just remember it off the top of your head a to-do list helped me to organize what I had to do when I was going to get it done and it allows you to stay on top of things while incorporating other important things of your life like if you have training that day write it on your to-do list write the homework that you have to do that day on your to-do list so then you can re- like work out like when am I going to get this done and cross things off as you do it which is the most satisfying thing So yeah, to-do lists are something I've always loved doing and I definitely think they've helped me, you know, have success in my studies and just like stay organized and help me with my stress because I am someone who does suffer with bad anxiety sometimes. So in lockdown, I write a to-do list the night before. Sometimes I'll write it a couple of days before, like as I'm planning my week, like what I want to get done each day, but it's flexible. Like I don't have to get everything done on it each day if I'm you know, feeling like I just am a bit flat that day, I might be like, you know what, I can just put this on the list tomorrow. And most of the time it helps me, you know, get through things in the day and you feel better when you're productive. And I don't want to promote like you have to grind all the time and always be productive. I just mean like at the end of the day, if you've achieved a couple of things that you wanted to get done that week, you feel so much better than if you've just, you know, not really done anything that day. So definitely writing a to-do list, I find, is the biggest tip in life, especially lockdown. Okay. I'm going to give you guys an example. So I just got out my notepad. It's like this fat notepad where I'll write my to-do list, cross things off as I go. And then most days I'll just rip the page out and chuck it out. So I don't have that many in here, but I have a few that I haven't ripped out. So for example, yesterday was a Monday. My to-do list had, um, do my speed training session at the Oval, submit my hsbh assignment that's just the subject name um prepare for the quiz that is tomorrow which was i did this morning that prepare for the quiz was irrelevant i just i didn't do anything to prepare for it i had all my notes ready i'd already written them out and i think it was more just a reminder to tell me like remember the quiz is tomorrow um do my hsbh lecture do a body circuit which is just like at the end of my training session delete 100 pictures from my camera roll because it is so full oh my god post an instagram video do my emails send an email to Mike, and print and file all my um uni notes up to date that was my to-do list yesterday so i crossed things out as i went and if i ever like don't complete a to-do list that's okay i'll just write whatever i missed out for another day that week Let me look through um, and see if there's another day I can give you an example of. Okay, I've ripped most of them out, but another day I had, this was a Wednesday a few weeks ago, 4 p.m. class, because I had a uni tutorial class at 4 p.m. Speed endurance session at the oval, practice my power cleans, post an Instagram, edit my vlog. That was it. Not much on, but at least like writing it out gave me kind of a sense of direction throughout the day and tasks to complete and I think that even just that sense is important and that's what having a to-do list helps with like it's important when you're on lockdown you might not have work that day you might have no uni that day you might feel a bit like lost with what to do that day but writing a list out with anything can be really helpful for that kind of sense of direction for the day and even if you don't have anything on you can still you know create things that you could do like think of things that you want to get done that make you feel productive even if it's not really you know what you would consider productive like or even things that just make you feel like you're doing something and you have a purpose so for example you might say like do a 30 minute workout go for a walk um you know like send a text to this friend check in with them bake something clean your closet out like things that you would like to get done that make you feel good that's the type of thing that you can write on a to-do list okay last example a random thursday from a couple of weeks ago my to-do list was plan um my online clients next training block so like write their training block out empty my bin literally just empty the bin in my room that was on my to-do list do my speed endurance session do my circuit at the end, spend 30 minutes on my assignment, which was the one I submitted yesterday, reply to my messages, type up the week four lecture notes for one of my subjects because I like to type them up the day before I do them, um, and then do a little bit of study for one of my other subjects, well, my only other subject, as you guys would know after listening to this podcast. Anyway, so that's my first big tip, to-do lists. Okay, the next tip kind of has to do with, not has to do, but kind of is rel- related. I was going to say relevant and then I was going to say related and then I just said rel. Not sure where to go with that. Relish. Anyway, um, sorry, <laughs> my mind. The next tip is relevant slash related to to-do lists, which is setting yourself goals. To-do lists are kind of like, you can have short like steps to getting to goals or mini goals. But giving yourself overall goals, I think, helps so much with that sense of direction and sense of purpose these can be anything like it's going to be different for everybody and you know it might be it might be to do with like when you get out of lockdown for example if you are an athlete you might be setting yourself a long-term goal of for me I really want to compete again at nationals this season and that goal helps me with lots of things whether it's making sure I, for the most part, making sure I really eat more and fuel myself for training because I know that's the biggest factor which stops me from competing at that level is my being like struggle with, you know, I've talked about disordered eating and like being underweight but my struggle with not being a healthy weight most of the time. So for me, that long-term goal of I really don't want to miss nationals again helps me with my smaller goals of training hard each day and to train hard each day you have to be fueled you have to be recovered so yeah like making sure I have goals that I'm working for throughout lockdown so it really helps me want to train hard want to get enough sleep want to have a lot of you know nourishing healthy food and eat enough um and yeah really trying to make my training structured not just like random workouts each day but I have a plan um So that's just an example of a goal for me. A goal for someone else could be like, it could be to do with studying. It could be, I really want to get into, oh, this is another one for me, but (laughs) if you want to get into a certain course or maybe if you want to just get a certain mark, if you really want, you know, high distinctions, then those goals will help you, you know, want to tackle your, or like really work on your study goals each day. And this is really tied into motivation too a lot of the time writing things to do each day you might not be bothered you might not feel motivated and this is something i've talked about a lot the concept of motivation it's so good to have motivation and these are some tips that do help with it but you're not always going to have motivation you have to be disciplined that's just that's just it people have messaged me saying like oh my gosh how do you train every day because it's my routine and i'm disciplined like you can't always be like yes so pumped to train at 6am like that's not going to happen You just do it anyway. So that's another whole topic in itself. But I do think that having goals is so important to fostering that motivation and and even that discipline. So setting yourself goals, some other examples outside of like studying or training could be things like, you know, maybe you want to grow your business and work on your Instagram. So setting yourself goals, like I really want to get um, more engagement on my Instagram so then you have minor goals each day of different content you want to create like getting pictures of a recipe you made if your Instagram's about food or maybe a workout sorry or my examples are like health and fitness but whatever your niche is um, just those are some examples of goals like they're very relevant to me as well like for me like I would love to grow my social media platform and like YouTube and stuff like that so because I have those goals I have little tasks I can do to help with that. Like, you know, creating a follow along workout video this week, stuff like that. I'm trying to think of a goal that's like completely outside of like health and fitness and studying. <laughs> um, you might have the goal of me talking really slow to try and think, you know, when you need to think, so your brain just decides to be like, I'm going to be blank for a second. And you're like, why, why are you blank now when I want to think, but when I want to meditate and like be peaceful in my mind it thinks of everything under the sun so setting yourself goals is my second tip and then the next thing I wanted to talk about is using the time you know what this is so relevant to goals I was going to say using the time to get things done that you've always wanted to get done but it doesn't even have to be things you've always wanted to do it can just be things that first of all make you feel better to do or things that now you have the time you can think about doing or even using the time to think of things that you not necessarily have always wanted to do but things that might spark interest in you like think of different things that really interest you and that you might think you know this would be really cool to try like it could be painting like creating something like beading anything like that that interests you pottery like the coolest things that some people have come up with during lockdown so really using the time for your own creative pursuits, whether that be just for fun and for yourself, or maybe to find a new passion that could be part of a career for you one day. And that's completely fine if it's not. Like, I don't necessarily mean like you have to upskill for your career, like go get more qualified. However, that is awesome if you want to use the time to do that. But you can also just use the time to, you know, become educated in something for the pure love of it or interest. Or even because it might help you just in your own life, it could be to do with psychology, it could be to do with anything that you're interested in. You might want to know something more about a specific scientific topic. And that could be great for so many reasons. It could be great for your own education and your career, but it could also just be great for your own knowledge and well-being. Um, And using the time to not only do this kind of productive type of stuff, but also Another tip I have is using the time for relaxing and doing things that you normally wouldn't have the chance to do. Really just using the wind down time. It's like forced wind down time. Using that extra free time and not feeling guilty about it, feeling like it is productive because I have talked about this a little bit, but I do think it's productive to have free time and chill time and nothing time, no responsibility time. And I've learned that after the stress and the years of thinking I always have to be 100% doing work and like working hard and how burnt out that makes you mentally, I realized it is so productive to have days off and to have time with your friends and to have time reading your favorite book because it's productive for your mental health. At the end of the day, your happiness is the main purpose of our life and if you're just living a life where you're grinding all the time, that's not going to foster happiness whatsoever. So, and in saying that, not only is that free time great for your mental health, it helps with when you are doing the grind stuff for it to be more productive and enjoyable. So yeah, using the time for things that you don't do when you're busy, like reading books, watching a new series, like binge watching a series on on Netflix, um, having baths, as I was saying earlier, going for walks and listening to a podcast without feeling you know without feeling like you don't have the time or you feel guilty for having time off doing those things like watching finding a new youtube channel that you love watching doing all of those things and reminding yourself that this is like the time that you're on lockdown this is not like a very normal thing for the life that we've lived for the last not including the last two years but the last forever in human history jokes there have definitely been pandemics in human history before for our the last 30 years I know we haven't well I haven't and most of the people watching I'm assuming have not been alive for that long but it's very different what I'm saying is from the life that we know so instead of feeling guilty about oh my gosh I'm chilling out you should well I think of it as like this is not going to happen very much in our life where you're forced to stay at home on lockdown don't feel bad about it use the time to chill out more because life isn't always this slow paced So yeah, relishing in that slow paced um, life. I have started Harry Potter again. I love Harry Potter and I have been watching a lot more Netflix because I have the time and I love that for me. Okay, on that topic, another lockdown tip is to discover new podcasts and go for lots of walks. (laughs) I know that's probably like such a terrible tip because everyone's probably like, honestly, shut up. I'm so sick of going for walks. But this is actually something we were doing in our class this morning and something that has been drilled into us all throughout my degree. Being sedentary is actually really bad for your health. And I don't want to scare people into over exercising or feeling bad or guilty for sitting and chilling out because I completely don't want to spread that at all. And I don't think that I'm sitting here doing a podcast after having sat for hours doing a uni class, but I did like a one-hour walk in a gym session this morning. What I'm saying is you need balance. Training is great. Sitting is fine. But being sedentary for very long periods of time is literally correlated, related, linked, whatever word you want to use, it is linked with increased risk of cardiovascular disease and death. So even in healthy people, sorry to like get all statistic but um the longer time you sit for especially with people who are less physically active and fit so like for example someone who doesn't go and train for an hour or two in the day um, those people especially are at the most risk of this but the more your sitting time goes up throughout the day the more your risk of mortality early death or chronic diseases like cardiovascular disease increases by a percent so every hour you sit the greater your risk of ill health is and I know a lot of people probably think ah whatever like I'm fine but it really affects regular people and even fit people however fitness is one of the most important things to combat that it is more important than um, reducing sitting time getting more physically active so like doing a hard training session so that's why I'm trying to say like it's okay to sit especially if you're an athlete because you need that recovery time but yeah sorry to randomly get all science sciencey even though that wasn't science it was more like statistics basically it's not great to be sedentary for too long so it is important to get up and regularly go for walks but it's also nice to go for walks and like enjoy nature and get out of the house and especially if you have someone to go for walks with you can have dnms with a friend if you have one in your lga or your mom you can catch up with your parents which is something i've definitely done more and something i loved to do is or love to do is discovering new podcasts so And yeah, I think that's a really good lockdown activity because you can learn from podcasts. You can also just have enjoyment in podcasts and you can walk and it's good for your body to be walking. It's and your mental health. So it's all physical. It's a physical and mental benefit, that one. That was such a bad sentence. But anyway, I'm not bothered to cut it out and say it again. So another thing with sitting down all day is it's not great for the like You know what? I'm not even going to try and say the sentence well because I don't really remember. But it's like the deep veins and the pressure with how you sit. Yeah, it's not great for long periods of time, that is. Um, Yeah, so my last tip is kind of relevant to the ones I've just said, but enjoying family time or friend time. I don't know who you're living with, but whoever it is, and I hope you're not alone. And if you are alone, jump on those Zoom dinner chats that people have (laughs) Um, But yeah, cooking dinner with your family and spending time together is something that I've enjoyed doing more. And, you know, most of the people that listen to my podcast, I'm guessing, are like high school age, maybe early 20s. And even if you're older, this is more relevant to you. As we get older, the time we spend with our close family is likely for most of us to reduce because, you know, life gets busy, timetables change. You don't have dinner with your family every night when you're older everyone gets home at different times. Some people work late, some people, you know, we go out for dinner with our friends. So using the time that we have to spend it with our family is, you know, we'll cherish that a lot. I do now, but I know we'll cherish it even more in 50 years or so that we had that extra couple of months where we just were with family, siblings, friends, whoever it is. Um, I'm just going to add a few more tips while I think of them. But another one is discovering different ways that you can connect with your friends so this is really random but um on my birthday the other week my friends organized a zoom because lockdown birthday vibes and it was really lovely and Ella made a kahoot about me that everyone had to do and it was so much fun and just like different and like that was creative and it's cool to like be put in a situation where you have to find different ways to make connections with people and celebrate I guess the last big tip I want to say is this isn't something I talk about a lot because it's normal routine for me. And that's, you know, training, working out regularly and eating healthily. But I realize for a lot of people that that's something they want to improve on. I realize this, especially from lots of um, podcast requests to do something on how to get into like that healthy lifestyle um, routine, I guess. And I guess another tip is like use the time to immerse yourself into that lifestyle and I don't mean like become a health and fitness type of person but I just mean like it's normal and having a routine where you exercise every day is what is recommended for every every adult and child so if that's not you like use this time to find the working the types of workouts that you enjoy the most the types of um you know movements for your body that feel best for you and you know like you can increase your fitness in ways that you enjoy. So like testing out different things, whether that's like running or hit workouts or following workout videos or, you know, strength training. Well, a mix of both ideally, but yeah, like using the time to work out each day and find out which method of working out brings you the most joy. And then with like food, it could be healing a relationship with food. And that is something that is huge for a lot of people in lockdown. So you know, they might feel guilty about having breakfast, lunch and dinner because you've just been at home all day, but you, your body still needs food. Like you still, like you still have a metabolism. You're still going to need food to survive. Like it doesn't change. Like you still need to set yourself regular times. That should be another tip actually. Having a set time where you have breakfast, lunch and dinner so you can plan your day um accordingly and you can you know have a morning session where you do something and maybe an afternoon session when I say session I don't necessarily mean like go and train in the morning then go and train in the afternoon but I just mean like a set session for the day where you can get things done whether that is reading a book for half an hour then studying for an hour then going for a walk whatever it may be but like you know you can kind of plan things and have a routine so having set meal times really helps with that um and then it helps you to stay on track with Your relationship with food but also just with nourishing your body and fueling yourself properly Um, but what I was getting at here is that you could use this extra time to discover healthy recipes that you like and if you're someone who struggles with eating healthily I know that I feel like because I'm someone who struggles to eat um, not too strict I've never talked about this for the other end of people who feel like, and I know I get a lot of messages saying like, how do I eat healthily? Finding healthy foods that you enjoy. So like trying out new recipes, whether that's dinner and it's savory or whether that's healthy baking recipes. Um, yeah, just trying things out like that and getting into a nice little routine where you can like wake up, maybe go for a little walk, have a nice brekkie, drink some tea, read your book in the sun. Yeah, just like trying to use all this time that we have to thrive. So I'm going to wrap this podcast up. I I thought, I really thought that I was going to make a short and sweet episode, but you know that I love to talk. And yeah, anyway, I'm going to stop talking now. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to comment on my Instagram page at Emmy's Insight with other ideas for podcasts that you would like to see. Definitely prefer commenting over direct messaging because i don't get to all the direct messages on all my accounts. It's just like, yeah. So yeah, comment anything that you'd like to hear a topic on. Please um, rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts because it helps support the channel and share the podcast with your friend, follow the Instagram page. And yeah, thanks so much for listening. And I hope you join me in the next episode.